Hey guys, it's Matt. Thanks for downloading The Obsessive Viewer. Um, this is our second episode in our planned trilogy of sitcom episodes. Um, and I just wanted to give you a few notes before we get started that um, I reference Arrested Development and I mention a, a marathon on Fox, on FX, but I refer to it as a season two marathon. It's actually season one. Um, and then also when I refer to the community pilot that I bought off of P, uh, PlayStation Network, it was actually for free. That's why I kind of got roped into buying the rest. Um, and then finally... Tiny refers to a sports parody movie that Damon Wayans Jr. was in. It was actually the movie The Comebacks, and it wasn't Damon Wayans Jr. at all. Um, so uh, I personally think that Tiny might be a bit of a racist, but that's up to you guys to judge. Of course, you guys can always find us on Twitter at ObsessiveTiny, ObsessiveViewer, and at uh, I am Mike White. And then you can also like us on Facebook at The Obsessive Viewer, and you can follow the blog at ObsessiveViewer.com. And of course, you can always email us with your ideas of what you want us to review, or any kind of comments or questions, anything you want us to cover maybe on the air at uh, OVPodcast at gmail.com. Um, Alright, I'll let you get to the episode, so hope you like it. Now the story of two guys who started a podcast and the one friend who had no choice but to call in from Evansville. It's the Obsessive Viewer. Welcome to the long-awaited sequel to the Obsessive Viewer's sitcom discussion. Um, I'm Matt, and joining me today is Tiny and our friend Mike from Evansville. And could you say that this is the uh, the crowd-funded movie version of our sitcom you know, episode? It I I had a Kickstarter going, and then it just didn't it didn't take off. So yeah, I I I'm not ashamed to admit that I've I've fronted most of the budget. Yeah, <laughs> we're um, back. Yes, we are. It was, it was inspired <laughs> by multiple internet petitions that were signed by all of our adoring fans. Yeah. Yes, and I know a thing or two about internet peti- petitions. <laughs> um, which, by the way, my Wings petition had like three thousand signatures. Not to brag or anything. Nice, um, awesome. I threw I threw a link in 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 the original um, episode notes. But anyway, I'm not going to talk about Wings anymore because I <laughs> I said my piece about that. I I talked for like fifteen minutes on Wings. Nothing you wrong with that. You said you liked it, right? I can't. I can't. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was okay. It had its moments. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but today we're just going to talk about, you know, sitcoms again. Um, yeah, I, I guess I'll get the ball rolling. Um, Arrested Development. During nice. the Emmy, yeah, during the Emmy episode, we, we talked about our divisiveness of season four, I guess, or how divide the... Uh, how, uh, yeah, yeah, and how just we weren't really, some of us weren't really taken to season four that much. But there's no denying that seasons one through three, especially two, is just phenomenal television, mm-hmm. phenomenal writing, comedy writing. Totally. Um, yeah, and Mike, you and I actually kind of bonded over <laughs> Arrested Development freshman year. We did. Well, I don't, we... Um, we bonded after you introduced it to me. I got to give you yes. full credit for it. I, I <clears throat> oh, yeah. knew very little about it and watched maybe on episode after it won uh, a couple of Emmys. And I was like, yeah, I'll give it a try. But it's kind of one of those shows to its detriment where you have to watch 
um, multiple shows and probably from the beginning, and I didn't. Yeah. So it wasn't until you uh, let me borrow your DVDs that I fell in love. But we we oh, yeah. were like crazy glue bonded. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, and the thing that it, – it's funny how I got into the show was <laughs> this was back when – Back when FX was basically the the playground to which Fox threw all of its reruns on, yeah, um, they had like I think it was like Labor Day or Memorial Day or something. They had just a, a marathon of season two, and I was like, "Oh, Rest of Development! I don't know what this is." So I turned it on to the scene at the prison. That I'll I'll actually throw it into this episode. It's uh, this one right here. Just haven't had sex in a month. You know, you've been here two months. It's hard to gauge yeah. time. I'll bet. <clears throat> and so I just thought that that was just a brilliant, brilliant line. Um, and just from there, it was like I was just in love with the show. And I, I watched I watched maybe three hours of that marathon, pretty much the majority of season season two. Then I bought the DVDs and all that. Uh, Tiny, how did you come across uh, Arrested Development? Um, well, I, I think they, I think Fox probably owes you some money cause you got me into it too. <laughs> um, I, I actually didn't get into it until after it was off the air. Um, I borrowed all of your, really? yeah, I think I borrowed all of your DVDs, uh, and watched it that way. Um, and just the first, I had a similar reaction to the, to, to how I feel about this newest season they've done. I had a similar reaction when I first watched it. I was like, oh, you know, I'm not sure if I like it. But then I watched it again and just absolutely loved it. It just like it just took a while for it to sink in, I guess. Um, it's because it's such a it's so unique. The show is just mm-hmm. so unique that it's it almost requires that, in my opinion, because it's it's just it's unlike anything. You've, it's It was unlike anything I'd ever seen. That's why it took me a while to get into it. And it affected me so much. That's a good. That's a good point, mm-hmm. and I think maybe that might be part of the. Well, there are several several factors for why it got canceled by Fox, but I think that's one of the things that because like like Mike said, you need to watch it from the beginning, and it's you know it's everything because it kind of interconnected. Yep. And what you said, Tiny, about um, having to rewatch it, I'm kind of see. I'm kind of hoping that that's how season four is for me because it's a different it's a different format and all that. So. I'm hoping that I connect to it more when I watch it a second time. I just don't know when I'll get around to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's – the show is just – it's 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 got a firm place in my heart that it's it's just it's just great. And I don't think anything can really uh, – I would be surprised if something can come, come and, and dethrone it, I guess. Because, I mean, just the amount of the, – the intricacies of the of, – the jokes, the layered jokes in it mm-hmm. are just phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's great. I've, I fell in love with it v- immediately. I, mm-hmm. uh, Matt, you were just, you were like, you got to watch this. And I said, okay. And I, and I, <laughs> as soon as I watched it, I loved it. It was just amazing. Wow. Um, yeah. And I watched it. I finished the first two seasons because that was all that was out. Right. And then I went back and just started them again just from the top. Because I had to see it. Yep. And then, cool. I, and then the third season DVD release was a big deal, and I went out the day it came out and watched it in a matter of a day or two. <laughs> I was jaded that I, I just I just I just didn't watch it. Uh, I didn't pick up the third season for 
at least a couple months because I was jaded because it had been canceled and all that. Yeah, that's um, that's the way to show your distaste is to not buy. <laughs> yeah. Uh-uh. Uh, I actually had a little point, uh, like a question for Mike, because since Mike is such a big Seinfeld fan, mm-hmm. I, th- I after I watched the show, I kind of had the opinion that um, Tobias Funke is probably like, I, I would say he's the best physical physical comedy character since Kramer on Seinfeld. Because he and he wasn't he wasn't just a physical joke character, you know. He had right. a lot of hilarious lines uh, as well. But I think physically, he was he, he he was the best since Kramer, in my opinion. And I was wondering if you if you had a similar opinion or felt differently. Or yeah, I don't know that I've thought of that, but I I guess I can agree. I I can't okay. beat you, so I'm gonna have to agree with you. <laughs> uh, yeah. His uh his pratfall when exactly um I can't remember what the actual circumstances were of there being water on the on the floor, but it's just like like Michael Sarah comes in and he falls and then he's like oh it was uh it was is Lucille spilled her drink and then Michael Sarah comes in and he slips and falls and then <laughs> Michael's like um he's like oh sorry your your gangy had an accident and then he. Was, uh george michael's like oh does that mean we're gonna have to put her in a home (laughs) (laughs) and then and then tobias comes and he just he just does a perfect fall like his leg is up and everything and then he's like oh was your mother here (laughs) it was like yeah it was like something out of a looney tunes cartoon it was perfect yeah oh yeah but the line the line is what makes it it was your mother oh yeah 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 and he you know he paints himself blue and he wears the cut off <laughs> jeans it's just yep. great great physical comedy that's because physical comedy can be so hokey and just it's so easy to dismiss because it's it seems easy i guess but yeah. i think when it's done well it can be just as provocative as any other form of comedy in my opinion and i think yeah. david cross absolutely nailed it yeah i agree Definitely. oh yeah cool it's um, another one of those shows where I have trouble picking out a favorite episode just because they're right. so it's similar and that it's kind of this big story told in in moments and things. Uh so I don't know that I could pick a favorite episode but man, Yeah, I don't think I can. There's just a bunch of them. Mhm. Yeah. That I love. Great. Nice. Good show. Uh Oh yeah. Um Tiny, do you have a favorite episode or anything or uh, I, again, I, I agree with Mike on that 100%. You can't pick one. They're all just too amazing. Me too. Me too. Yep. Um, what's uh, what? What do you guys want? What, Mike, what about you? What What's your next show? So I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about another show that's in the 2000s, uh, in a similar vein, at least for me, uh, to Arrested Development is Community. Nice. Oh yes. And I know that you guys watch Community and love Community. Yep. Um, and the first three seasons of that, definitely the first two, three might have gotten a little weird, but it, I still I still love it. Are just it's just brilliant television. Um, mm-hmm. Again, absolutely big joke density, great characters. Um, I love that they kind of tease romantic comedy toward the beginning, but then don't don't kind of bother with it. And the, and the most important romance on the show is Troy and Abed. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Uh so I'm very curious to see where they'll go now that 
Donald Glover's episodes are cut back and that Chevy Chase Ugh. is gone. It's cool yeah. that Dan Harmon is back because season four was, was too different for me. It just lacked the, uh, the je ne sais quoi, but, um, yep. we'll see. Yep. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. It's and what's troubling me about Donald Glover is that he's out after episode five. Like it's the first five episodes and he's gone. Yeah. Damn. So it's not exactly. even like he's going to kind of, it's going to be weird. It's, I mean, I guess it'll be interesting for Abed's arc, but I, it's just going to, it's, I'm nervous. I'm nervous about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I mean, the show is just, it's brilliant. I mean, I, I would say that Modern Warfare is one of the best episodes of TV I've ever seen. Oh, <laughs> hands down. And that's, that's definitely the, uh, the one you show people to, uh, it's the gateway episode. Oh yeah, that's the episode that got my brother into it. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's just it's uh, that episode alone is just perfect. Yeah. Interestingly um, enough, I watched the pilot. I watched the pilot uh, like on NBC dot com the day after it aired <laughs> because I was excited. I was excited for the show. Oh, oh man, and, uh, I I watched the pilot a week before it aired huh. because I I bought it on the PlayStation Network store. Wow! Um, like I, I paid Joel like Kale fan. <laughs> I was so pumped for that show. I was, I was so excited. I saw the trailers and all that, and then I, I am afraid to calculate how much money I spent because I, I was like, oh well, I bought the pilot. I might as well just buy each episode. So I bought oh, each man. episode on PSN. Nerd. Yeah, yeah, it was, and it's a twenty-five, <laughs> twenty-four episode season. Right. Yeah. Um. So I, I'm, I was out like fifty, fifty. Oh wow! Oh, I think man. a few of, I think a few of the episodes were actually in HD. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I I was out like maybe sixty, sixty bucks probably. That's wow! I was looking forward to it on uh, the fact that Chevy Chase was going to be in it. That was kind of my the draw for me. Looking right. forward to a, a a series with Chevy Chase because I love Chevy Chase. Mm-hmm. Um, f- funny enough, if you watch the show, I bet you'd agree that. I don't know that he's anybody's favorite character. No. Right. He's still really funny, though. Uh, he is funny. He's very he is. Funny. He is funny. Totally. Yeah. And they allow him to do um, his Chevy Chase moments, his Chevy Chase yeah. humor. Like, in the beginning, it might be the first, oh, man, one of the first episodes where he's, like, trying to put some food on another <laughs> type of food and can't figure out how to do it. Is it the ice yeah. cream one? When he's doing the ice cream? And the chocolate ice cream comes out, or is that in the is that in season? Oh, that's four? in the that's in the. Is that in I the don't pilot? Know, actually, uh, well, in the pilot, he does. Um, he's trying to get a hot dog in a bun or something yes. like that. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And he just throws it in the in with the buns or something like that. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, there, there are those good moments with him in that. Yeah. And uh, first few seasons, he was he was really good. Yeah. Um, how did then? Go ahead, sir. I was gonna say, uh, how do you guys feel about the character of the dean? Dean Pelton, because I, <laughs> he's become one of my favorite characters. Do you, do you guys like him? Yeah, I love. I him. think I think he is Dean Credible. Um, <laughs> well done. <laughs> uh, I I love Jim Rash. He's he's fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah. and he's in. I mean, he's kind of he kind of teeters between being like kind of a one note character and and just brilliance between being one note and brilliant. Yeah. Um, and I mean, like especially this. Oh, this last season, the Dan Harmon list season, yeah. was 
I mean, just it was like like the Hunger Deans. What what was, was that about? That was stupid. But yeah. but yeah. I did when uh, when he when Troy and Abed switched bodies, which was that was probably <laughs> my favorite episode of the season. Mine too. When mm-hmm. they switched bodies, and he <laughs> tried to switch bodies with Jeff. <laughs> That was so great. His portrayal of Jeff was awesome. It was so great. Yeah. And then uh, add in Allison Bree's reaction. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That that felt like vintage community. That really did. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I love the the sentiment, uh, the sentiment of Troy and Abed, like why they switched bodies. I mean, that was that was yeah. just great. I, I was played up so well. It mm-hmm. was you. Um, it, you could throw that in with some Dan Harmon episodes and and maybe not be able to tell that it's any different. I agree completely. Yeah. Um I loved the uh I think I can't remember when it started, but the the storyline with the and it's so subtle, but the the story with the the dean and his obsession with Dalmatians. <laughs> oh, like, I love I love the introduction of that cuz he's yeah. watching a video of the guy in the in the in the costume yeah. and he's like I hope this doesn't, doesn't awaken, awaken anything, anything in, in me. me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, it's, it's yeah. And it's just it's weird because they don't. It's not really addressed. It's like it's like under. It's like an underlying story. Like it's not really talked about. It's just there, and right. they, they. It's so brilliant because they just show it to you. You just kind of. You just kind of. You're just. You're truly part of the audience. You're just watching it happen. It's not. It's there's no exposition there whatsoever. It's just there, and it's weird and hilarious. I love oh, that. Yeah. I love that yep. story. I just hope that whatever happens, and when we look back at season four, it doesn't ruin what comes before. I know. I try really hard not yeah. to let those kinds of things happen. I'm a very firm believer in you know this sequel doesn't make this movie awful, but when you have characters in a show and and their story does not end at the end of season two, at the end of season three, at the end of season four, and you're waiting for more, and then they they drop the ball, that's that's hard to swallow because you want to see these characters you got to know early on. You want to see their stories end, and if they end in a, in a, in a way in the, you know, the fifth season that's coming up that's not good, then you can't help but be your, your viewings of the earlier seasons be affected by that. I agree, and that's a good point that you make because I mean, there's no, there's no question that I mean, Dan Harmon, he's got like damage control to do first and foremost because I mean, just the stuff that happened in season four just didn't mesh. I assume just didn't mesh with his original vision. Right. I can't imagine that it would mesh with his vision. Um, and I mean, he's got to do that. He's got to handle um, uh, exiting Troy. Yep. Um, so he's got a he's got a lot on his uh, on his plate as far as this goes, and they've said that they, I think they said that they they feel like season five could be the end, like they they're expecting it to be. Um, I also saw that he tweeted that uh, he still wants to give us six seasons in a movie. I would love that. I would hmm. absolutely love that. Really? Totally. No. Um, but would you like two more seasons of season four? No, because well, Dan Harmon's back, so I, I'm kind of well hopeful. Okay, that, would you yeah. like two more seasons without Chevy Chase and Donald Glover? Ah, uh, it's not preferable, but I'll take what I can get. Yeah, I just, I just, I think I'm more in love with the idea of them prophesizing their well their end in the yeah. se- in season two. Don't get me wrong, I think that's awesome, and and if yeah, and if it could be done well. I would love it because I, I oh, the yeah. six seasons in a movie 
mantra is is awesome. But oh, uh, I love it. But if we have to do it without Donald Glover, oh man. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know that I want to be part of it. I'll keep watching. Yeah. yeah. I would hope that I would hope that he would at least come back for the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So yeah, um, Tiny. What's or oh, wait? First of all, favorite episodes. Have we agreed it's Modern Warfare, or oh, did you guys have um, a favorite one? I don't know. I wish I could think of a different one just for conversation's <laughs> sake. But uh, mine is actually the uh, um, Dungeons and Dragons episode. That's actually oh, my favorite oh, one. Yes. Yeah. And it's funny because I, I never I never even played Dungeons and Dragons as a kid. I, I I've never played the game before, but I guess I just get the culture, and so. Mm-hmm. Seeing it parodied that way, I, I I thought it was just perfect. That is like a perfect episode, in my opinion. Yeah, me is. too. It was it was phenomenal. Yeah, and I've never played it either, but that made me want to play Dungeon and Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. yeah, it is. Well, I've played Dungeons and Dragons, and it is that, and it is awesome. nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's nice. not as free form as they take it, you know, for the sake of comedy, right. but uh, it's that. <laughs> it's like that. <laughs> so. Awesome. Wow! Yeah, I I would love to play it sometime. Yeah, 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 that's cool. Um, Yeah, Modern Warfare for me. Modern Warfare all the way. Um, Okay. Yeah. Um, Tiny show. Yeah, go ahead, Tiny. Yes, uh, I actually wanted to bring up a show that I do not like. Ooh. Um, Oh, I know where you're going with this. Go ahead. Yeah, it's also a uh, in the 2000s. It's very recent. A show called uh, Two Broke Girls. (laughs) <laughs> on yeah. CBS, yeah, uh, and I've heard—I I don't know why I've heard this, but I've heard that it's actually a pretty successful show as far as ratings and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I—I I just don't know why because I watched—I don't even remember why, but I watched an episode once. I think I watched uh, the Big Bang Theory live instead of on my DVR, and that's Two Broke Girls is on after that or before it or something like that. I can't even remember. I think it's but on I, before. I yeah, think, maybe I on. think it's I think it's how I met your mother and then two broke girls. Okay. Maybe and it I was after that's huh. why. Yeah, okay. maybe it was after how I met your mother I watched it. Uh I watched a full episode and I it's it's a miracle I didn't kill myself. <laughs> um that show is just absolutely horrendous. I mean, if you if you look at it's almost like they just showed up to record a stage play or something because that's how scripted it is or like how it's just awful. The uh, There's no originality to it whatsoever, It's which sitcoms are supposed to be formulaic, but yep. this one, they're all supposed to, uh, they're supposed to have their own, their own thing. You make, you make a sitcom your own. That, that's how... That's how you make a sitcom really good. That's how you make the formula really good is you, you take the formula and make it your own. Right. And yeah. and that show doesn't do that whatsoever. The uh the worst the most egregious part about it is it's it is I, I would go so far as to say that it's blatantly racist. Uh yeah, like the oh. Mickey Rooney and Breakfast at Tiffany's Asian guy that works there. Yes. What yes. What is that? It's crazy. It's, hor- it's it's offensive and I'm not even Asian. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and there's and there's another guy, a, a black character who literally serves zero purpose whatsoever, except for the other characters to riff off of, mm-hmm. or like he he kind of reacts to what they do. That's that's his only purpose for being there. He's like the cashier or something at the at the store they work at. It's ridiculous. It's I can't even. 
uh, I can't even elaborate on it. He's just such a pointless character, really. Uh, and he's he's a little bit he's like a stereotypical old black guy, and it's it's borderline offensive. It's t- it's, he's also like a borderline offensive character. Uh, wow, I, it's shocking. <laughs> is it is it at least played up as as satire of that? Like, I mean, like I'm thinking, like um, I don't think the show's that smart. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. Th- I, I didn't think so. I was going to give it the benefit of the doubt, but I've I've never seen I've never seen like a single scene from that uh, aside from maybe like the beginning of an intro or or the end of a tag of, of an episode on my DVR from How I Met Your Mother. But mm-hmm. I mean, I know people people like the show. I, there are people that like the show. Like one of our one of our listeners, um, uh, Brianne Murray. Brianne is it? Brianne. Brianne Murray. Um, she said that she said that it's uh pretty good um right. so i mean there there are people that that like it but i i, I think it go, comes to um for me cat dennings i was going to say know, the same thing yeah i know mike i know you have very strong uh a very strong opinion of her but mm-hmm. i she's never really wowed me i mean she was she was okay in 40 year old virgin but she's just kind of I think my thing is that her tone is just so just bored and kind of that like kind of like oh yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna be a waitress and make money and it's just kind of like all right that's Aubrey Plaza you know I when I was saying that I knew you were gonna bring up Aubrey (laughs) Plaza but Aubrey Plaza kind of has this this aura about her that she's like that but she's also like screw the world well that's the difference. Aubrey Plaza's cute, but they are the same person. The difference. I, mean, I would say. The, go ahead, Tony. The difference is Kat Dennings is monotone. Aubrey Plaza is deadpan. It's, it's yes, a, that's perfect. It's a very. Di- yeah. It's it's similar, but it's a distinct difference in my opinion. Because Kat Dennings is on, on the show Two Broke Girls. She's clearly not suited for it because at least the episode I saw in the little scenes I've seen on like the you know the endings of her DVR recordings is that she when she delivers her lines she'll have like a half smile a lot of the time or like yes. she's trying to stifle a laugh which is really unprofessional in my opinion right. and oh that makes it through the editing and everything yes it does oh, it's real it's like that. it's like it's like when a when a when a sketch an SNL sketch is really funny and one of the actors kind of breaks a little bit, and they're smiling. Let's it, let's it, not mince words, Tiny. When Jimmy Fallon, yeah, breaks. when Jimmy Fallon does it, <laughs> but when Jimmy Fallon did it, or when it's on that show, it's it's funny. Like you can relate to it because it's live. Yeah. But yeah. on the sitcom, it just makes it so much worse. I, Ugh. it it it's offensive, and so I think Kat Dennings is she she's monotone in her delivery, and she's a bit she's very static. But Aubrey Plaza is a. Her, she's a style. She's just a comedic style, and she's just yeah. she's deadpan. That's yeah. that's the difference that. between the two, in my opinion. I'll give you yeah. that. And I will say Aubrey Plaza is objectively the the better looking of the two, but I I wouldn't really consider that being a big part of my um, undying love for her. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. But it is. I mean, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't count that as being a that big of a contributing factor to it right yeah so yeah i i've only seen the one episode and just some scenes here or there but from what i've seen it is it is an offensively bad show in my opinion i can't (laughs) especially this day and age like if it was 30 years old i'd be like okay that was just the time but 
it's, it is so out of place and so awful. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, kind of in not really a similar vein, but um, going going with the two uh, thousands sitcom motif that we, we've got going. Um, I'm going to bring up New Girl, uh, the Zoe Deschanel series. Okay. Which uh, I it just recently got on Netflix the first season, and on a whim I checked it out because a, a friend recommended it, and it's it was surprisingly good. Like it was surprisingly pretty funny. Hmm. Um, I mean, it's got Zoe Deschanel and Jake Johnson, who Jake Johnson, I'm a fan of from his, uh, his role in safety, not guaranteed, which I thought is just a great movie. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah. And they, uh, it's just, there's a rhythm to the series. That's just really good. It's, it's kind of, I don't know how else to explain it other than just the, the flow of it. I mean, the characters have fairly good chemistry and it's kind of, kind of typical sitcom kind of situations and all that, but I don't know. And kind of, it's Zoe Deschanel playing to her strength, her strengths as an, as an actress, kind of the, the kind of quirky kind of the, the word that I hate that's been thrown around so much with the show is adorkable. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I mean, it's so like I, I I was reading tweets when when before the show premiered that was Zoe Deschanel at like I think it was like the TS, TCA um, thing or some some panel or whatever maybe Comic Con but but she like she was kind of playing like this whole cute kind of kind of thing and it was clear like she's playing she's playing this part off screen and on screen I I feel at least what like, I yeah. hear though is that. That's not so much the case on the show anymore, or at least that she's not as much a focal point as she used to I've be. Only, I've only seen the first season, but I noticed, like, toward the end, that, I mean, some of the other characters are, like, she's not the, she's not the focal point of the show by any means. Yeah. Um, she's kind of, the, the other characters kind of carry a lot of, a lot of the, the weight of the comedy of it. And there's some, there's some really good, um setups and and stuff it's it's really it's really funny and uh one person i kind of want to call attention to is a guy who plays uh a character named schmidt who there the story is basically three guys uh have an apartment and zoe deschanel moves in after she's broken up Mm -hmm. with her boyfriend and it's just them living together in the small or well it's sitcom it's a sitcom so it's a massive apartment um (laughs) And there's like they have like little they all have like little quirks and stuff like um <laughs> one of the one of the running gags I guess is this uh this device that they have it's or the this jar that they have called the the douchebag jar that <laughs> pretty much anytime anytime any of them say anything douchey um they have to put money in this jar <laughs> and there's there's a tag that um, it's where, where the character Schmidt played by Max Greenfield, Greenfield, he just goes on, it's just like cuts, uh, here and there of just him saying all these things. I'll actually throw it on this, in this part here. Um, like here's the clip. Ooh, Jess, I just found a Groupon for hypnosis lessons. <laughs> Think about what you can do with that. Sex stuff. Jar. Look, guys, has anyone seen my good pea coat? Jar. Have you seen my shark skin laptop sleeve? Jar. Darn it. Has anyone seen my croquet cleats? Hey, Jess. Have you seen my other timepiece? Nick, I came up with the best name for an uncircumcised penis. Bishop in a turtleneck. Yeah. Jar. 
Damn it! I can't find my driving moccasins anywhere. It's just, it's just great. It's just, um, I don't, I don't think I've seen him in anything, but he's he's very, very, very good in the show, and I wasn't expecting him to be very good in the show because um, he's kind of the kind of douchebag character of of all of them. But he kind of has a good arc and all that, and uh, it's really good. And there's, um, at the at the the pilot episode, it's interesting because Damon Wayans Jr. played played like uh, played a, played a role in the in the pilot episode, and then they recast him because he got he also was in the pilot for Happy Endings, which got picked up as well. And he I guess he was under contract, or I think Mike, you have more. Yeah. He was with Happy Endings first, and so Happy Endings had precedent. If it got picked up, he had okay. he had to go with that one. And of course, Happy Endings did get picked up. So, right. And what's great is that it's not like he, he burned any bridges because he's going to be back in season three now that Happy Endings is sadly canceled, which we'll get into later. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was interesting because in in season one, kind of toward the end, uh, Jake Johnson. His character, he, um, he, he, like he, he, for lack of a better word, relapses on a bad relationship. Like he, he broke up with a girl before the series started, and he went back to her. So the guys, they show him this DVD of him post breakup that he made for future future. His character's name is Nick for future Nick to watch when he reconsiders. So he's basically it shows him just really. Uh, he's got like a beard and like a full beard and just really gross looking and all that and uh, the tag for that episode is him talking um him talking and basically um when they recast damon waynes jr they they cast a different character so his character was named coach in um season in the pilot episode and then the new guy is named winston but there's a tag in that episode where it's just him going off on like rants and all that um, in the DVD, and then he's like, "In future, Nick, be nicer to Coach, or you'll lose him, and he'll go live with other white people, uh-huh. or something." <laughs> it's it's just hilarious. Yeah, I love that, that they got cool. that in there. That's, That's funny. Cool. Yeah. So it's a good show. I haven't watched season two yet, but I will eventually, and I think I'll probably probably watch it um, watch it when it when it comes back for season three. Yeah. Um, especially now that I know that Damon Wayans Jr. is on it, which uh, uh, Mike, you had some thoughts on Damon Wayans Jr., didn't you? I do. I have said this to you. These were my exact words. That he is, he is, uh, maybe it wasn't Damon Wayans Jr., but it was Brad. His character is, is the funniest character on TV right now. Hmm. And that's pretty bold. I know that's really It bold. is. Well, and yeah. he's also not on TV right now. <laughs> right. Uh, but man, I would, he yeah. just gave me the biggest laughs. Uh, <laughs> That I can that I can think of in the last season of TV, he's hilarious. Yes. Great. Did show. you get all caught up? I am not. I have about uh, I don't know, maybe maybe ten, eleven, twelve episodes left. Okay. Yeah, he's he was fantastic in it, and uh, it's just it speaks to his talent that he's he's already got a job lined. Uh, wow, he's already got a job lined up. Post well, happy it also endings. speaks to his family members. Ooh. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> no, but he is a talented guy, though. I, I mean, he is. He's thing. very talented. Maybe, maybe starting out, I, I, maybe he used his name uh, to 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 get some work. But I mean, he's earned. He's earned totally any fame that he gets or any acclaim. Totally. Um, definitely. I've seen. 
I've only seen him in like one or two other things, but gosh, what was there was a movie he was in, um, like a parody movie. I can't even remember what it was called, but the other guys? No, 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 not that one. Oh, it was okay. like it was like a parody movie of like sports movies, but he played a he played a football coach. I think it was him, anyways. Uh, hmm. And it was like a he was like a, a a football coach at a black a black high school. Um, okay, and he was calling off the starting lineup for his football team. And all, like, every one of the players had the last name Washington. Uh-huh. <laughs> so he, he was just like, all right, Washington. All right, cornerback, Washington. Running back, Washington. Uh, r- right tackle, damn, Washington. It was like, that's pretty good. It was really funny. Awesome. Uh, I don't know. That's kind of a tangent. Sorry. That's, but that's I awesome. actually, um, I thought, I don't think that show has a has a weak character on it. Happy endings. They're all no, incredibly you know strong. So many shows I I think of do. There, there's always like a, a character. Um, Monica. I'm every saying. every sitcom has a Shirley. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and like you said, Monica as well. Yeah. Um, to a lesser extent, I I kind of liked Monica for all that she was, but but I don't even if I had to pick one, I'd go with Jane. But I think she's she's supposed to be somewhat unlikable wife but she's not even right. that unlikable i like her a lot right and she's funny and they're funny together um, oh yeah they're 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 a great couple on the show and what i love is that it kind of it kind of goes against type the series itself because i mean you have max as the gay guy of the group and then you have yeah. uh um, brad which is kind of like the black guy of the group or whatever or and it's usually in like a more stereotypical sitcom. It would be like the gay guy would be kind of the feminine guy. He would fit that type, mm-hmm. and then like the 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 black guy would be like the hip guy who's yeah. who's really cool and all that. And that's their roles are almost reversed completely because Brad is kind of this effeminate guy, and it's just <laughs> it plays so well to the actors. Yeah. Um, and it's it's great. And <laughs> on a s- small tangent, Adam pa- or not really tangent, but Adam Pally is that how you pronounce his name? Um, sure. who plays Max? Yeah, he. Uh, I loved his cameo or what you want to, whatever you want to call it. But I loved his role in Iron Man three. Yeah, I thought that was just fantastic. I didn't. Yes. I when I saw Iron Man three, I, I had not seen Happy Endings yet, so I wasn't. Oh, yeah. uh, I didn't get the big deal. I, the first thing I <laughs> thought was, uh, is that Joaquin Phoenix? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's pretty funny. I, they do look a lot alike. Yeah, they do. I, I don't know about all the time, but in in that scene, the the quick when he looks at Robert Downey Jr. or uh, Tony Stark, I guess, really fast. Right. It's like, it's, is that Joaquin Phoenix? What is going on? <laughs> <laughs> Why is he in this movie? That's funny. But I love. Uh, I this is like the hundredth time in the podcast I've talked about Chicago, but I love that it takes place in Chicago. Yeah. Oh yeah. The endings. I think that was one of the big selling points for for me to sell it to you because I, I like I wanted to get you into the show. It was. I was like, hey, yeah. Well, and just every other show. Well, not every other show, but uh, there's there's just so many New York shows, and and Seinfeld oh, yeah. just seems so New York, and Friends is so New York. It's kind of a breath of fresh air for me, at least, to see uh, a Chicago show and just to hear him talk about Chicago things and and streets and uh, and roads that I know. Um, and Max, in particular, I I don't know that that's how he talks in real life, but his Chicago accent—he sounds like like one of my cousins. 
<laughs> it's pretty authentic. Yeah. Nice. yeah. There is a di- very distinct Chicago accent that mm-hmm. I think a lot of people don't realize it actually exists. Yeah. Uh, for for example, I think one of the best examples is the movie Tommy Boy. Uh, Dan Aykroyd's character has a super, yes. super <laughs> Chicago accent. Yes, he, do- he does. Gad, <laughs> I love that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. <laughs> he, well, yeah. uh, a lot of people, kind of the quintessential Chicago accent is the is the super fans from Saturday Night Live. True. Yeah, you know that I mean? too. He's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Bob's laid up with another heart attack. Was that? Uh, <laughs> does that make a baker's dozen there? Yeah. <laughs> oh, speaking Double. of baker's. <laughs> Speaking of Baker's dozen, there's there was a great line in Happy Endings where. Um, <laughs> Uh, like, uh, Alex played by, um, Alicia Cuthbert, which I'll talk about in a moment, but she and, uh, Max are trying to wake up, um, uh, Dave. David, you have a problem. How many V-neck t-shirts have you worn this weekend? I don't know. It's a baker's dozen. Eleven. huh? I think my baker's ripping me off. It's, it's just played off so well, and it's so subtle and kind of like, kind of blinking you missed it. And Alicia Cuthbert, I... I will go on record and say that she was phenomenal in Happy Endings. Like, I really hope that she goes out for more sitcoms. It's the um, best thing she's done. It by totally by far. And yeah. Um, yeah. I've said before that I, I in another life I was a huge fan of uh, Twenty Four. Yeah. Um, and she was she was clearly the weak link of that series um, for the most part. And uh, I love that they kind of poked fun at that. Like, there was one scene where Penny is. Uh, is giving her like scenarios or something like that. And she's like, okay, well your dad is a, your dad is a, a government agent and you're trapped by a cougar or something like that. <laughs> uh, yeah. And it's just like, and she gives the, her this look. She may even say something like something like that's ridiculous. Come on. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know. And I, I just love the character of Alex and Alicia Cuthbert just was phenomenal. Yeah. in it. And she kind of played this ditzy kind of, um, kind of ditzy. I think, uh, in another podcast, uh, one of you guys, like, which one was it? It was, <laughs> uh, the it was Mike. Jo- yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. The Joey Tri- uh, Joey Tribbianification of the character. Yeah. yeah, good word. Technical term. Yeah, it happened really fast, but it's but it's good. Uh, yeah. yeah, I love uh, I love Casey Casey Wilson as Penny. Um, oh, she's fantastic. Her, her yeah. almost self aware that she's in a sitcom jokes <laughs> i just love i, I was watching because her her you know her catchphrase or in the first first, first two seasons was amazing you know? yeah. and she said oh, yeah. then she says in the third season that she hasn't said it in a season which right. i thought was hilarious or all season or something like that and then yeah. later on she goes it was cross i don't know why i said that i should have said that yeah. <laughs> and when when uh in that line when she said like i haven't said it all season they're like what a weird way to judge time <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly exactly uh, uh, i love that like you said that self-awareness that the show had was just it was just perfectly maintained because yep. they could have done they could have gone ultra meta like community and kind of right. just done that which i mean for community i mean it's genius and brilliant right but i mean for what happy endings was it fit the show perfectly. Totally. Um, and it was, it's just such a shame to see it go. And what's interesting is that I, it wasn't even on my radar at all until a friend mentioned that, uh, she really liked the show. And it was like, like, I remember cause when it, when it premiered, it premiered alongside, I think that show traffic light. Sure. And, 
Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, right. And a couple other, a couple other Friends esque sitcoms that basically like there was like six like it's I think every network had at least one like group of friends in a big city sitcom. Yeah, that was trying to replicate Friends and How I Met Your Mother and all that. And I mean, like, <laughs> watch now. I I think that I think that New Girl might be the only one that's left. Yeah. But hmm. I just assumed that happy endings would be crap, and I, like uh, around the second season, I was like, "Huh, I didn't realize that it was still alive." That's, um, that's what most people said. Yeah, and yeah. then, and then, like a friend was like, "Oh, it's really great." So I was like, "All right," and I checked it out, and it was it blew me away. I was very impressed. Yeah, it's a great um, show. It is. Oh yeah, it is a great show. Yeah. Uh, I forgot whose turn it was. Uh, do you guys want to bring up another one? I think we well, we stepped on Tiny's turn. Uh, yeah, my no, that's, that's all right. Don't worry about it. Um, okay. uh, the one I wanted to bring up is a show that I hope we're all familiar with uh, called Home Improvement. <laughs> like Classic on the Discovery show. Channel? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Home Improvement with Bob Vila. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Who was actually... Uh, on the show Home Improvement several yeah, times. Yeah, listeners, I'm kidding. Of course I know Home Improvement. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah Home Improvement, classic. Yeah, it's a great show. Uh, and it's funny because I'd say the only person who really... You can't really say that anybody from that show has a, like a stifling career anymore. Like, uh, right. I mean, Tim Allen is still in some stuff, but he hasn't really been in anything big other than Toy Story 3. And yeah. the Santa Claus 3. Yeah. Well, Let's Richard Karn. Um, <laughs> Richard Karn was the host of uh, Family Feud. That's he true. was listening. Yeah, he was yeah, successful. And I mean, well, and like Patricia Richardson was on. She had a really good run on um, The West Wing. She did. She was great. Yeah, she was on that for yeah. like a season or two. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Um. So yeah, but like none of the kids. I mean, wow. Oh, uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas was in like huge for like five or six years, and then yeah. yeah. Then Nothing. he retired. Did he really? <laughs> he did yeah. Call it a day. Wow. Yeah. Um, the oldest son uh, was it Brad? Yeah, yeah that's his Zachary name. Zachary Yeah, Ryan. yeah wow. he was in. I think he was in um, the Fast and Furious Three Tokyo Drift. <laughs> really? For like the opening scene, like um, ah, what is it? Lucas Black is yeah, that the main Lucas Black. Name? Yeah. yeah, main guy's name. But he was in. He was in Tokyo Drift. He played the um, the kind of a hole like um. Like a bully, sort of. Yeah, a bully in the beginning. That he yeah. was, he gave Lucas uh, Lucas Black some stuff, some crap, and the the movie is just god awful. But it was funny because, as a small tangent here, um, they basically he he's basically bullying him, and then Lucas Black is like, "Hey, why don't we race?" and uh, and then he's like, oh, yeah, what do I get when I win or whatever the bully was? And he's like, you get my car, but if I win, I get your girl. And the girl's like, oh, yeah, totally. I'm totally on board with that. <laughs> it's like, oh, come on. Yeah, that's awesome. Wow. That yeah. show, I love that show, too. It resonated with me a lot, particularly in the end, the final season. I mean, I watched it obsessively before that. Uh, but nice. in name drop, by the way. Obsessively, <laughs> you're uh, you're the, at the right place. The final season, they moved from their home of many years to Indiana, right? Did, did they, they really? Was, yeah, they did. That was like the last episode. Wow. My family, when that episode okay. aired, moved to Indiana. Oh, that's wow. awesome! Yeah, awesome. it aired nice. in May 25th of 1999. 
Um, <laughs> I just looked that up. Wow. And, and they moved <laughs> to Bloomington, Indiana, which is not oh, wow. really anywhere near in Indiana where I went to high school. But um, right. we also moved that same month to Indiana. Wow. Oh, wow. So I was, I was like, we're moving. The Taylors are moving. This sucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. That's huh. awesome. Great show. Though. But I, uh, yeah, I thought the, uh, to, you know, it's not a pretty again. It's a pretty formulaic show, but I thought the the character of Tim Taylor was actually pretty pretty good, pretty great character. Just like the, especially the fact that he's like super clumsy and he's always getting hurt and stuff. Like it's 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 stupid, but it just it worked with Tim Allen's comedic abilities. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, that was probably my favorite part of it was just his character being really funny. Uh, he he elevated the show really, yeah. Um, and the whole yeah. the whole gimmick of the uh, Wilson next door, <laughs> should, you never see his mouth or whatever, like the yeah. lower part of his face. Right. It's just it was again really stupid, but it's it was funny. You know? Yeah, I loved and appreciated all the gimmicks. I was okay that every episode he ruined something. It made me laugh every time. Every really? time he said, "I don't think so, Tim." It made me laugh every time. I was totally okay with with all that stuff, and that, that's I guess that's the mark of a good show because yeah, that was right. hilarious. It uh, the episode that makes me cringe with just just like like that feeling of oh no, he really screwed up um, was the one where he destroys uh, his wife's car. Yeah, yeah. Is there? Yeah, he drops like the he drops the I beam on it or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like oh, he's really that's that's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Uh that's good. Do we have favorite episodes of that? Jeez. I'll I'll I guess I'll start cuz I asked. Okay. Um I would say any of the Halloween episodes cuz they were always particularly oh, creepy. Yeah. I like when they when they got uh oh man, their friend the Halloween guy to to scare the kids like he was the he was a crazy guy released from the the mental hospital or something <laughs> like because that was every every fear in the 90s was somebody was released from the mental hospital. yeah uh and then any of the the man's insert room of the house episodes <laughs> you know where like they would show the man's kitchen or the man's yes oh, <laughs> i wanted them so bad me too <laughs> yeah uh the man's kitchen yeah. one was probably the best in my opinion yeah i love that one yep yeah <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I can't really pick a favorite episode. Um, I like the one where I like I, I I remember scenes from the show more than anything, and I like the one where uh, the the episode of Tool Time where uh, he had on I don't know who they were. They were like these construction guys who were his yes. friends, and they <laughs> like the one guy makes a grilled cheese sandwich with like a welding torch. Yep, and <laughs> they. They bake a cake by setting it on the carburetor of a car engine and stuff yep. like that. Yep. <laughs> that was just a I ridiculous love episode. Awesome. He uh, he d- and his spatula with the with the grilled cheese is like is the the brick and mortar like the mortar spreader. The trowel, the trowel, <laughs> the trowel yeah. right? And yeah. <laughs> and just the like the quickness with which he flips the thing into his hand and then he, yeah. has, he goes, "There you go, Timmy." <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Uh, Give that a try or something like that. Something something funny about. Home Improvement and, I mean, and Seinfeld and those sitcoms of the 90s was um, that they they were they were 
they don't make them like that anymore. And I know that's kind of cliche to say that, but I mean, these were shows that were basically based off of a a stand-up comics routine totally, and, and written around that. And Mm -hmm. I mean, that was, I mean, I would love for that to be something that's happens now. Cause I mean, like I, Louie, yeah. But I mean, he was, Um, that's true. But they, they, they did. I, I feel like Dane Cook shot like four pilots. Four separate pilots. <laughs> really? And they didn't get picked up. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. So what does that mean? What does that say? Comics are, are just not as good actors as they used to be. Um, they're not giving shows a chance. Like, I don't know that Jerry Seinfeld was that great of an actor at first. Oh, he definitely he wasn't. Be, he turned out to be great. I mean, I think he's awesome. Yeah. But Oh, he's yeah. he's great. Just the, his acting was but, just. Yeah. At first, not so Oof. much. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why. But yeah. that's the last I can think of is like everybody loves Raymond. Yeah, that's about the last one I can think of too. Yeah, same here. Like, I would love to see like a Mike Birbiglia sitcom. Yeah, yeah. Although he's got his whole movie thing going now. Like Sleepwalk with Me was a great movie, and I think he could be like people are calling him like the next Woody Allen kind of kind of guy. So yeah, right. He's doing all right. Um, <laughs> you know, Jim Gaffigan's comedy makes for for sitcom. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. You know, oh, he yeah. is so he's totally family friendly. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And talks about family life and and all that. I I think he could make a funny show. That's very show. true. Yeah, yeah. A, a silly dad who loves food. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Perfectly. Exactly. Yeah, it's perfect. right. That's golden. Right. Yeah. I love. I, it's, it's ridiculous tangent. I'm totally stealing one of his jokes, but. One that always makes us laugh is he's got four kids now, and his newest especially talks about having four kids. People mm-hmm. always ask what it's like to have four kids, and I tell them, imagine drowning, <laughs> and someone hands you a baby. <laughs> uh, he is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that is, that's brilliant. Yeah. Oh, that's terrific. Yeah. Uh, he, would, he, would, he would be good for a, for a sitcom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, cool. one of the, one of the greatest, I guess, if you don't count Seinfeld, cause I talked about Seinfeld in part one, one of the mm-hmm. greatest shows based on the comedy comedy is, uh, Cosby show. True. Oh, yeah. I love yeah. the Cosby show. I never really watched it. And it was, and the best part about the Cosby show, and I've, and I've read that this is what Bill Cosby liked about his show and what he was always, uh, really adamant about was that. The parents weren't dumb. Hmm. Oh yeah. Okay, I can see that. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. That's uh, true. So, I like yeah, that. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Uh, whose turn is it? <laughs> I think it's my. I think it's my turn. I didn't mean to talk uh, about. Oh, it's. Cool. I didn't mean to talk about Cosby. It just kind of came up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But I'll talk about a, a one of those shows that, of our generation, is. Perhaps one of the most popular. <laughs> I always like to do this little intro to all my shows, like I build up <laughs> anticipation. Yeah. It's perhaps one of the most important shows of our generation. <laughs> but when you go back and watch it, well, I'll talk about that in a minute. Boy Meets World. Oh, oh yes, I love Boy Meets yes. World, a, a staple of TGIF, um, kind of like the last great TGIF show. Mm-hmm. Uh, was Boy Meets World. Man, I loved that show. I remember watching the first season, and I remember the watching the last season, and wow. and watching reruns after, 
and everything in between. Um, I remember when the DVDs came out, and I was obsessed again. Um, that's just that's just one of those one of those great childhood shows. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. Now, as far as the end, um, watching it now at twenty five, twenty six years old, it's not as good as you remember it, guys. Really? Unfortunately, hmm. yeah. I was just thinking, like, I'm getting chills just thinking of. Uh, what is it, Feeny in the classroom by himself? Yes. Let me oh, tell you what. Oh, that's such a great. That is that is one of very very few good moments from that season. Oh wow! It is such a weird season, and uh, and it's so melodramatic at the end. I mean, it was a pretty melodramatic show as it was. Sure. But there is so much over the top, so many implausibilities. Uh, it's just it's strange it the seventh season especially is not the show you remember now we what happened is i bought the seventh season because i meant to buy five and six but i haven't yet i have one two three four and seven so i bought the seventh season and i said well before i watch this we're gonna start over so we started watching the first season and that was more or less how you remember it um okay but as an adult male the lessons don't hit home like they do when you're you're an adult. It's very oh, it's bad. very kitty. It's very much for the family to watch, and it's very much lessons. Like every episode is a lesson for a t- yeah. for a twelve year old to learn, right? Huh. So that's that's difficult to sit through. Not that it's not entertaining, but it's it's almost too gooey and and cheesy that uh, that it's hard to watch. As as an adult, like if there's no kids in the room, it's it's not it's not great. Now, I kind of got impatient and skipped right to the seventh season, and that's more (laughs) grown up, but so different and so awkward and so not what you remember. Um, But the finale is good. You're right. That that moment where he's in the classroom is is good. Okay. But like Uh, Sean is mm -hmm. is gonna be the best man at. Corey's wedding but then like gets in a fight and backs out and then he does uh, like a big speech up at the um I guess on the altar like talking to the wow. two of them which does not happen at weddings they do not talk like that during weddings well Mike let's just wait and see what your wedding's like because I have some things <laughs> you planned. got some things planned yeah, um, yeah. Right. I'm gonna I'm kind of mad that you brought that up because that was totally my plan for your wedding in October but... that's funny you're gonna show up drunk <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, Tiny, what do you what do you think of Boy Meets World? Uh, I don't think of Boy Meets World. I actually did not watch the show. <laughs> uh, really? I I never watched. Wow. One. I've seen maybe one episode. Uh, I did. I just what were you doing it. in the nineties? <laughs> Out going outside <laughs> and playing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I wow. just never watched it. That's wild. Huh. Yeah. Did you watch TGIF? Uh, no, I don't even. I'm not sure what that is. Wow, wow. No. Was it really? Was it M- was it NBC or CBS? It was ABC. ABC. There you yeah. go. TGIF was like the 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 sitcom block of of. It was, um, and it was ABC yeah. because you remember they had they went to Disney. That one oh, time, remember when all the shows went yeah, to Disney? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And they had the the whole the crossover stuff. Yeah, right. it was like. Uh, what all was it? It was, it was Boy Meets World, um, Step by Step. Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Sabrina the Teenage wow. Witch. There was another, one other one that was... Was huh. Full House TGIF? 
Oh, jeez. You know what? I don't think so. I think it might have been on hmm. briefly, but it was it was people mistake it, I think, for a TGIF staple, but it, okay. it wasn't a TGIF staple. I think it was like a Thursday night show. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, and the whole idea of TGIF, I mean, just programming programming in general. I've said it before on the podcast that it's it's kind of it's it's kind of one of those things that it's just doesn't it just doesn't happen anymore. It's a relic of of times gone by. Right, but I miss um, it so much. So do I. I we, mean, we did the uh, the nostalgia movies episode, mm-hmm. um, and if we were talking about nostalgia TV, I could sum it up in TGIF. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. I guess I missed the boat on that one. Yeah. I think I watched. I know I watched Step by Step. I assume I watched the syndication of it um, on a different mm-hmm. channel. But yeah. I, I, that does not ring any bells, TGIF. I don't know. Was it actually on Fridays? Uh-huh. It was on every Friday, TGIF. Yeah. It was on from uh, 8 Eastern to, to 10, 10 o'clock, a two-hour block. And the first block in 1985-1986 season was Webster, Mr. Belvedere, <laughs> Different Strokes, and Benson. Yeah. Wow. And the only I'm I'm not even familiar with Benson, embarrassingly enough. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but in '87 and '88, Full House was on. Full House was on, uh, okay. and also '89 and '90. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm looking at the the Wikipedia too, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> nice, but the but the one I remember, like mm-hmm. the years I remember, is is Family Members, Boy Meets World, Family Matters, Family Matters. Yeah, is that not what I said? What I say. You said members, but family matters. Okay, mm-hmm. hanging with Mr. Cooper. Hanging Did you ever watch with that? Mr. Cooper. No. Oh, uh, dinosaurs! You guys remember dinosaurs? You know, it's funny. No. I don't remember it, but my sister was a huge fan of it. Apparently, yeah. I think uh, McDonald's had toys. Probably wow. a, for a time, um, and Perfect Strangers. Yeah. You referenced that in the in part one. Uh huh. You watching it with your brother? Yeah. Uh huh. Um, I did. Perfect Strangers right. was big. Uh, I'm looking. I'm not familiar I'm looking, with that show. I'm at looking all. again at the Wikipedia, mm-hmm. and pre-TJF there was a two-hour block on Fridays. But and this is this is why I remember Perfect Strangers. It, in 1988, it was hosted by Balky and Larry from Perfect Strangers, Bronson Pinchot, and uh, the other guy. I don't, I don't remember Larry's <laughs> name. But anyway, uh, and they hosted this two-hour block of Perfect Strangers, Full House, Mr. Velvedere, and just the ten of us, and the, and it kept, and that was pretty much the '90s was that two-hour block on Fridays, and I just remember, uh, go like my my parents would come home and we'd like catch the end of the Bulls game that was on because you know how they were always <laughs> winning in the '90s, and then we'd yeah. like, and then we'd eat McDonald's and watch TGIF. Wow, and that was hmm. every week. That was, I mean, tradition. And that's huh. that's crazy to think about it because I'm not sure how it was in the 90s and late 80s like that. But I mean nowadays, I mean uh, Fridays, Friday night is where TV shows go to die. Yes, I it mean, is. Networks, Absolutely. Yeah, networks program their worst performing shows on Fridays because no one's watching on yep. Fridays. Yeah. And I don't know what happened to us as a culture that we don't do that anymore. Um, maybe it's just technology makes it harder for families to be together, but that's a whole other podcast. It is a whole other podcast. And I'll say that I think it's a really big one. I think the other really big one might be, and maybe I'm just an old man, video games. 
since then we've had the Xbox and the PlayStation Two happened what like ninety eight or whatever ninety nine. Yeah, I think it was ninety nine. Yeah. So anyway, uh, and then Friday night became I get to come home and play video games all night because I don't have to go to school tomorrow. Yeah, hmm. that's that's true. You know. Yeah, what I mean? that's a good point. Yeah. Hmm. And I, you know, there's no science to that. I could be way off, but that just sounds. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. At least of which I think that's a pretty big contributing factor to it. Yep. Right. Um, sure. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. yeah. Love Boy Meets World. That's a good show. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, Full House, just briefly, because we're all, we're already closing in on an hour here. Oh man, man. Yeah. We're gonna have, we to, do, have to make. We're this... gonna have to do some cliffhanger for the for the end of the trilogy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, but yeah, and I mean, Full House. I wanted to talk about that just briefly because I mean we're kind of flirting with it a little bit here. Yeah. Um, that show, that was a, one of those shows that my family watched all the time and like we watched as a family yeah, together. Mine too. And uh going back and watching it again is like and I, I'm also going to add on another show after this but um it's it's so cheesy and so sentimental, overly sentimental. Um that it's almost I don't I haven't watched it in years but I just think like of the situations that happen and it's gets so, I don't know. It gets so cheesy and all that, but it's still, it's still the nostalgia is there for me for that show. Bad thing happens. Dad walks in, cue the emotional music. Yep. (laughs) Talks through the daughters. Daughters respond through tears. They hug. (laughs) Joey comes in and tells a joke. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Does does a voice uh, impression. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) which it's funny because um uh, one of the things that always struck me about it and i always see like john stamos tweeting about about them because i guess he's friends with them but i don't know anybody anyone even like teenagers in the 90s i i would venture to guess that was that invested in the beach boys no Hmm. yeah 90s no but yeah in the 90s he was 30 so I think it's very possible that he was that into the Beach Boys. Yeah, uh, I'm talking about the characters in the show. That's what I'm saying. I, oh, okay. I think it's very okay, possible yeah. that Uncle Jesse was that into the Beach Boys. Okay, yeah. I now, mean, if like, the girls were fans, then no. I'd that's the fun. thing. That that's another thing. Is that, that that's what I was getting at? There was an episode where DJ uh, like freaks out because she gets she wins tickets on the on the radio to Beach Boys, and I'm like, oh, what? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> It just seemed like like they were like, okay, well, um, we need like a big guest star. Hey, John, you're friends with the Beach Boys, right? Right. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. That's a good I point. Mean, I never thought about it till now. That's yeah. funny. Callback wasn't uh, the neighbor on Home Improvement Wilson like cousins with the Beach Boys? Wasn't that Ooh. wasn't that a, a, an episode? I do not know. Yeah, I don't remember. And, like, they. Oh man, what was it? Like he recorded some background vocals p- for pet sounds, but they didn't like it, so they asked him not to be part of it. <laughs> yeah, he was like Brian Wilson's cousin, right? Wilson that's Wilson. not ringing any Wilson's bells, cousin. huh? Awesome. That's funny. I, yeah, I don't remember that. But yeah, that's, uh, oh, cool. Um, and real quick, I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna hijack the podcast for a second, but it's your show. Do it. <laughs> 
Uh, Saved by the Bell. Yes, not for me. <laughs> I know. I've, I've. I don't know that I've ever seen a full episode of Saved by the Bell. Oh wow! wow. Yeah, that's wow. my. You call that my Boy Meets World? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Because that's that's shocking. That was a classic. I mean, I watched. I remember watching it. Waking up early. Yes. Like during middle school. In elementary school, and and watching like the reruns on like TBS at like seven a.m. or like, like six a.m. Yep. Seven. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I just I loved it. I have the same memory, and I remember changing the channel. I remember turning it on, <laughs> and that was on. And then well, finding something else. It doesn't hold up remotely. I mean, oh, no, not at all. Not not in the least bit. And I mean, I don't. I would go so far as to say it's not even worth. Checking out for that, for that kind of, oh, it's so cheesy that it's funny kind of thing. Maybe it is, but, I mean, it's on Netflix now. I might throw it on here once in a while, but it's, uh, I mean, it's so, so goofy and so over the top and so cheesy. Um, but it gave the world Mario Lopez. It did. It did. And um, and Franklin or Bash or whichever one he is in it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but Paul Gossler. Yeah, um, but he, but the the show, like, <laughs> I always joke that it's, uh, it, like, it gave me, it gave me just horrible expectations for high school, like, like completely inaccurate expectations for high school. <laughs> what um, do you mean, like, you were not able to stop time? No, I was not able to stop time. Yeah. My principal and I didn't team up to do like a radio a thon to to save a, a local establishment that my friends and I went to all the time. I mean that never <laughs> happened. Yeah. <laughs> I mean and Tiny can attest to that. Tiny, Mr. Smith and I never did anything like that, right? Not that I know. I hope you didn't. Yeah. Not that or I know. Mr. Lawrence either. I mean it was yeah. it was just it was disappointing on so many levels. And then <laughs> here come here come the the ill fated uh say by the bell the college years. Ugh. I mean pfft. yeah. <laughs> Like Mike, you and I didn't have like a like a friend. Like our RA wasn't um, this former professional football player who was really into our lives for some weird reason. No, <laughs> I don't remember our RA at all. Oh, it was a uh, was he British? <laughs> it was a British guy. Which oh man, we could talk about undeclared. But it was funny because in the <laughs> yeah. summer before freshman year, um, I I I watched undeclared, the Judd Apatow single season sitcom. Um, and Charlie Hunnam plays Lloyd, uh, the British guy in the, in the, in the episode or in the, in the, in the series. But with the, the day that we moved in, my brother met or like, like the RA introduced himself. And then my brother's like, Oh my God, it's Lloyd. <laughs> Cause he was watching undeclared too. That's funny. And I was <laughs> Seth Rogen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't cool. want to get into this game cause I don't want to know who I was. Yeah. <laughs> you were, uh, uh What's her name? <laughs> What's her name? Yeah. <laughs> That's never a good thing. You were the dad. I was the dad, yeah. yeah. I was yeah. Hal. <laughs> uh, awesome. Yeah. Well, we're kind of running low on time, so I hate to kind of... It feels yeah. like with these sitcom episodes, it feels like I'm cutting it short, but I mean, we've done two hours, two and a half hours on sitcoms. We have. Yeah. Cumulatively. Right. And it's just, I mean... And I really don't think we'll be scraping at the bottom of the barrel for part three. Absolutely not. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I agree. But we'll do it. We cool. will. All right, so we come to the part of the show where uh, that we are tentatively calling the potpourri section and uh, where we talk about what we might be watching coming up, uh, what we might have watched in the past, or just parting thoughts. So what are you guys thinking about, Tiny? 
Uh, I wanted to mention a fun little movie I saw called uh, Pain and Gain. Um, <laughs> the Michael Bay movie? Michael Bay movie. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's really hurting my ego to say a Michael Bay movie, but uh, it, was, it was actually a pretty fun movie. Um, the source material is just gold. It was begging to be made into a movie. Um, unfortunately, I think it would have been a lot better if... I just see the Coen brothers making it because it's just a ridiculous... It reminded me a little bit of, like, uh... Jeez, what was that movie they made with Brad Pitt where they were... Oh. The, uh, wow. Oh, I can't remember. Yeah. The Coen brothers? Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember what it was called, but yeah, that was, it wasn't... Oh, oh, uh, Burn After Reading. There you go, there you that go. one. Yeah. J.K. Simmons. <laughs> yeah, you can tell I did my research. Um, <laughs> but it reminded me of that, um... So I think the the source material would have been great for the Coen brothers to do, um, but mm-hmm. it, uh, Michael Bay was he did fine with it. You know, he was it was typical Michael Bay in a lot of places. But um, Mark Wahlberg was funny. The Rock was actually hilarious. Uh, I think it was cool. his best comedic work yet. And he was really funny. Oh. So. What um what's the plot? Because I remember seeing the trailer and thinking it looks pretty funny. Because and just that that scene of. Uh, Mark Wahlberg working out on the billboard or something was just yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Um, but what's like the actual plot of the movie? Because that's all I could remember. The plot of the movie is these three guys who are they're bodybuilders. They work at a gym, uh, which is not a very lucrative job. They just don't ha- they don't make very much money. They basically get the idea to take one of their clients who's rich, and they just they basically just kidnapped him and they forced him to sign over all of his assets to them. Um, and they basically just like Mark Wahlberg's character kind of in, in some situations he, he kind of just assumed the guy's identity and stuff. Um, (laughs) and it was, it was funny. Um, Tony Shalhoub played the guy that they, that they, uh, you know, forced that they kidnap and steal all his stuff. Uh, and they tried it. Antonio from wings. Yes, exactly. Bringing it back. Yep. (laughs) And then the rock played this, like this big, like. Uh, who was Dwayne like, Johnson from WWE. Yes, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he uh, bringing it back, the People's Champion. He uh, People's Champion. He was basically like this this idiot. Oh. Like he just he was really really dumb and naive, and just people took advantage of him. But it was so funny to watch. Uh, I really enjoyed it. It was it was fun. Nice. Yeah, it was on my radar when it came out, and it's it's just kind of the ones that. Uh, slip past me. Yeah. You know, you can only see so many movies in the theater. I think it was during a busy spring. Right. So, wow. Um, I would like to just note that this is, this is podcast history. Cause I believe that this is the first time that anyone has ever mentioned Michael Bay and the Coen brothers in the same sentence. About <laughs> yeah. The same thing. <laughs> you're right. And it had to be me. Yep. yep. Yeah, now, job, that's, now that's going to haunt you for a lifetime. It is. Um, I had a question about, Oh, you said, um, it, is it based on any existing? Yeah, it's, thing? it's a it's a completely okay. true story. It takes place in Miami. It was in the oh wow. It was in like the early to mid nineties, somewhere in there. Interesting. So, yeah. Is is the movie from that time period, or did they modernize it? No, they they set it in the nineties. It's great. Like a it's hilarious. Um, Mark Wahlberg's character drives a, a Fiero, and like there's a, there's like one point where it's just that's a two seater car and it's really small. They're all three, mm-hmm. all three of them: Mark Wahlberg, <laughs> Anthony Mackie, and Dwayne Johnson are sitting in the Fiero. It's really funny. That's awesome. Yeah. Funny. I didn't cool. even know Anthony Mackie was in it. I'm a fan of. Yeah, his. he's great. He was really funny. I have to check that out. And uh, okay. Rebel Wilson's in it as well. Nice. Yeah. 
Cool. Uh, what do you guys got? Uh, Mike, you want to go? Yeah, I can go. Okay. I, uh, my weekly movie viewing uh, last week, I guess when this is posted, it will have been a week ago. Mm-hmm. I saw Kick-Ass 2. Awesome. Theaters. Ah, nice. You know, I've heard some mixed reviews, I think. So yeah. What do you think? Uh, so have I. I've heard actually some really, really, really poor and scathing reviews. Mm-hmm. Uh, particularly uh, one guy from the Roger Ebert um, website, which mm-hmm. I, I, can, I barely even read anymore because it's just not the same. But anyway, uh, he hated it. I loved it. I thought it was great. I thought it was better than the first one. Oh wow! Nice. Holy shit! Wow. Yeah, okay. it was. It was really good. Um, uh, there were. It's. It's very faithful to the comic book, which. Which you know, I was. I. I kind of have mixed feelings about the comic book, but uh, mm-hmm. I like. I like what it did aside from the comic book. I think that that made me love it so much. My brother brought up a good point that he said he's still waiting for. Uh, kick ass to actually kick ass <laughs> <laughs> at some time, and he and he still hasn't yet. He still he still gets the crap beat out of him. Huh, um, but he 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 did he did this uh, he did a, a real one arm pull up in the movie, and is now oh, my wow. life gold <laughs> gold to do a one arm pull up. Um, so the movie was good, highly recommend. But why I wanted to bring that up was because while I was in the theater. Oh yeah, I'm sitting there. I'm sitting there with three of my friends, uh, and the movie, as most people know, is a very hard R. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. it, it is. I'm sure it was NC-17 until until the eleventh hour when they cut out the very last thing. You know what I mean? Oh. It's it's yeah. that hard R. Yeah. Nice. Um, and and so it's it's foul language, which whatever. There's nudity in it, whatever. But graphic, graphic, and depressing violence. Okay, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so this family walks in, uh, <laughs> mid thirties, mom and dad, and a six, seven, eight year old kid, young enough Jeez. that his dad was in the bathroom stall with him, help helping him out. Wow. Oh wow. Okay, and I'm sitting there wondering, is this my? Do I have some kind of obligation, some kind of right to say, hey, not in an accusing way, just, mm-hmm. hey, listen, this is this is probably not a a good movie for him to see. And I kind of posted that on posted that on Twitter and Facebook and got very mixed results. Most people saying I shouldn't have said anything. Right. I I didn't say anything. Yeah. But that I should have. And I, because at first, uh, sorry. Oh, because at first good. I was thinking, you know, there's no way that they know how bad this movie is. Maybe I should just warn them because they can't know how bad it is. Right? Mm-hmm. Like the kids said, oh, watch kick-ass my friend saw and said it was awesome (laughs) like okay and so uh, you know i was thinking um they maybe they don't know and so then you know the first time uh chloe grace morris uses the c word and then somebody gets a hand chopped off uh and they don't get up and leave Mm -hmm. they they know what they were in for right right so they stayed throughout the entire movie What's oh the whole movie the entire okay. movie till the credits wow. and then uh, and then toward the end and I didn't hear this my friend overheard it uh, he said the little kid goes is this movie almost over yet oh wow Jeez. Oh. and then I thought man what if this is his first superhero movie <laughs> that's too bad isn't that awful yeah. so what what do you guys think what it, what should I uh, where do you uh, stand Tiny you go first I'll I'll, I'll 
I would, yeah, I would say here in the the good old U.S. of A., people don't take too kindly to having them, anyone telling them anything to do with their kids. Even if I, obviously you were very good intentioned, it's not like you were saying right. you're terrible parents, but right. they would have interpreted that. There's a lot of people who would have interpreted that it that way. So uh, I, I I never really mess around with anything like that. Um, I agree though. I think there's you know there's a limit to what kids should. See. I remember when I saw the movie Watchmen in the theater, there was a couple there mm-hmm. and their son was maybe five or six and mm-hmm. wow. like that that movie's not super violent well yeah. it, it is but there's like I, mean, I just remember the part where Rorschach you know like looks for that guy who kidnapped the girl and like fed oh, like and fed the body puts a cleaver to his face yeah, yeah. takes cleaver to his face that part was really disturbing uh, for like yeah. even for me as like a 20 some year old guy I can't imagine yeah. how that five year old felt so Right. But and you know, yeah. I keep I I keep getting a lot of anecdotes. A lot of you know, I was in the theater and yeah. a, somebody brought in a bunch of kids to the conjuring or this this kid this little kid saw uh whatever, paranormal activity. And I'm like, Yeah, I, I get what you're saying and I and I'm I I know that you were in similar situations. But something about the depressing nature and the, the over the t- intentionally over the top graphic nature of the violence in Kick Ass just for some reason made it feel worse for me that this this kid is watching it. Hmm. That's fair. Yeah, I I agree, and I, I'll I'll side with Tiny in saying that. I mean, you can have the best, in, like you could, like you could see you could you could watch parents smoking meth or doing meth in front of their kid, and then you could say like, hey, you know, maybe you shouldn't do that, and they'd be like, hey, don't tell me how to raise my kids. Exactly. That's yeah, just a knee-jerk I don't reaction. Know. I, I think that's uh, – you're right. They would do that. But in that case, I would absolutely say something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. That's a little different. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, but, I mean, watching – letting your kid watch this movie is is borderline abuse. It. I agree. And, I, well, I kind of wonder – do you – well, you said he was like six or seven, right? hmm So, I mean, would the depressing tone of it, would that have, like, really registered with them? Or would it have been more like, oh, they're in costumes and they're fighting? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, clearly he wanted to leave toward the end of the movie. Right. I right. don't wish this on him. I, I feel horrible for the kid. But I really hope he was up all night with nightmares, had to sleep the night <laughs> in his parents' bed, and peed all over him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the parents are jerks in their own right. But yeah. I don't know. It's it's a it's a sticky situation and like it reminds me of I don't remember if I mentioned this in the memorable theater uh, theater experience episode but uh, I went and saw um saw 3 in the theater mm-hmm. and this this couple came in it was like me and my sister and then like a couple up in the toward the front of the row with mm-hmm. with about a 6 or 7 year old kid yeah and I was like that kid is going to be scarred for life. And I'm like sitting there like even I had to turn away when there's like the, the brain surgery yeah, scene where totally. they see removing the skull, a piece of the skull, and they see the brain and everything. I'm like, what? Hmm. Totally. I don't know. It's it's a messy situation. I I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know how, how else to – how you can fix it or how – yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can't yeah. fix it. I do I, – I, I've taken in everything that people say and I – and I agree that they probably wouldn't have left or done anything and gotten mad. But I just feel like for my own uh, – f- of my own moral compass, I should have mm-hmm. just said something, their reactions be damned. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, because mm-hmm. – and it's – it could have been – I mean, you could you can demonize the, 
parents. I mean, you, and you still probably can since they stayed. But, mm-hmm. I mean, it could have easily been – I can see where you're coming from because it could have been within your right to do it. Because it could have been possible that the that the parents just didn't – they're like, oh, hey, a superhero movie. Mm-hmm. Let's take our kid to it um, because he liked – I don't know. He liked Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, and it is – it would be – I mean, I still wouldn't say – that you should speak to them or say say something to them about mm-hmm. it, maybe. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it, in that case, if they could, if they can tell, I mean, if you go to a theater and you leave before the halfway point, they and you cause a big fuss, they'll give you a refund or they'll they'll give you a emergency yeah. get back in pass. I mean, it's not don't scar your kid if you're right. I just I just hope that the uh, the ticket taker said something because they do have an obligation. Yeah. Legally, they have, you know, we addressed yeah, it in true. the uh, Yahoo Answers. Legally, mm-hmm. they have to sell them the ticket, but they really need to say, hey, I don't know if you guys know, but you know yeah. what I mean? And that's that's probably the best way that it could have been addressed right. um, mm-hmm. instead of a, a, someone in the theater with them. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, yeah. Totally. All right. Well, uh, what about you, Matt? What are you looking forward to or what did you see? Well, let's see. Um, last night, I actually, well, at the time of this recording i recently watched this movie called palo alto california okay hmm. um or palo alto ca i don't know how to how it's pronounced like out loud but um Cal- i'm actually it was actually my uh, my streaming saturday recommendation this past week it's about a group of friends who they come back to their their town or their their suburban town or whatever um on their thanksgiving break from their freshman year of college and it's interesting because it's the the Netflix the Netflix description says that they come back to their town and they notice it's drastically different or something to that effect, mm-hmm. but the movie isn't like that. It's not. I don't know. I don't know where Netflix got their summary, but it's it's a different thing. It's more about the characters and their individual experiences. Um, about the uh, in the in the town. Um, not about the town itself, but it's basically they. The movie opens with them in their old high school being chased by a security guard. And then from there, they, they, they have a little conversation. It's like they it's the end of their night, basically. And then from there, they just break off and onto their own. And then the entire movie is them each individually exp- having, a, having a different experience um, for the rest of the night. So it's basically um, huh, going back to kind of the sitcom thing. One of them is Ben Savage. Uh, from oh nice boy meets world yeah he plays a a guy who's like uh who's really dedicated to his future and everything and then his his girlfriend breaks up with him so he kind of goes a little crazy and then he goes to a party with his brother and then there's a, three other people like a couple other guys like one <laughs> one says the wrong thing to a, a friend with benefits so she gets mad and leaves and steals his car so it's basically him and the girl's grandma driving around the town <laughs> trying to find the car. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the third guy is... Wow, I can't even remember. Wow. <laughs> and I just watched this movie. Um, <laughs> the third guy has a thing. It's, you know... Oh, oh, he he's pledging a frat in the security guard at the high school, played by Ryan Hansen, actually, from mm-hmm. uh, Party Down. He... Like, they, they bond, pretty much, because they're both in the same frat. And then the last guy is uh, Johnny Lewis. Are you guys familiar with that actor? No, I don't know. Uh, he was in he was in Sons of Anarchy, which I'll get into this in a moment. But he played a uh, half sack in Sons of Anarchy. Oh, okay. He actually the actor 
actually died last year. <clears throat> oh, yeah. It's interesting because he was like in and out of prison or in and out of jail with various drug related charges. And the way that he died was that he apparently strangled his 81 year old landlord Ooh. and then fell f- and died. Jeez. Yeah, and they said that there's no, there was no like uh, drugs or anything in his system or anything. It was just a very bizarre case, and it's weird, you know. Yeah, so um, he's in it, and it, it's it's kind of about halfway through. I looked, I looked him up, and I remembered that, and I was like, wow, that's. I mean, and he was talented and everything, but just crazy. But or not, not to say he was crazy, but saying that the situation was crazy. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, maybe he might have been crazy. He might have been, but I mean, I don't want to get into that kind of weird uh, labeling or whatever. But anyway, his character in the movie is, um, he meets uh, Autumn Reeser. Is that how you pronounce Mm -hmm. her name? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Autumn Reeser. And it's basically like a meet cute with the two of them as they kind of walk through the town and and, like get to know each other. Hmm. And it's it's by far the the standout plot line of the movie. Yeah. it, it was it was okay. It was kind of an indie, kind of low budget kind of thing, and like uh, Autumn Racer was pretty good, but she like she kind of she kind of towed the line between being like adorably uh, uh, socially awkward and almost to the point of being like a little Asperger's ish, huh. uh, <laughs> which I don't know if that was a conscious effort or if that was written into the script, but it kind of it was a little weird, but. For the most part, it was really good. That their 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 interactions made me keep watching the movie. Cool. Yeah, but overall, it was just it was just okay. It was it was um, it was like I said, it was low budget. It was an indie movie. You can kind of see the blemishes. Like the trivia on the page said that um, on the IMDb said that the entire crew was made up of high school students that the director taught, um, like uh-huh. a cinematography class too, or something like that. Oh, wow. That's funny. Um, yeah, so there's some blemishes, but if you can get past that, it's it's a pretty good watch. It it kind of bar or it kind of uh, tries to be American Graffiti just a little bit, um, and it it fails in that respect. But it it's a it's a worthy little homage, I guess. Mm-hmm. Cool. So cool. it's not bad. It's on Netflix instead. All right. Well, I think that about wraps it up for this episode. As usual, thanks for t- thanks for tuning in, everybody. Um, you can find all three of us on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Obsessive Tiny. Matt is at Obsessive Viewer. Mike is at I am Mike White. You can shoot us an email at ovpodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, send us some comments on the website. Uh, check out the other content on there, and uh, we'd appreciate a review on iTunes if you got the time. Um, that's about it. Uh, I think that pretty much covers it. Thanks, everybody. Yeah, and I want to uh, add, sorry. <laughs> I want to add that I'm uh, going to be contributing to HouseOfGeekery.com. I mentioned it before, but I think my first my first post is going to post uh, relatively soon by the time this uh, uh, drops. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. I'll, I'll reblog it and I'll, I'll Twitter, tweet about it. So yeah. You're getting too good for us, man. Yeah. I am. I'm trying to... I'm writing writing this this brand up to bigger and better things saving all your best <laughs> stuff for the other website right exactly <laughs> and then you're gonna leave us and it's just gonna be the mike and tiny podcast yeah yes <laughs> actually speaking of which we need to talk to you matt oh <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening everybody thanks guys, thanks, guys.